Hi, I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Norman Mitchell, and we're the hosts of Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we discuss, appreciate, and delve too deep into the Lord of the Rings Extended Editions, one minute at a time. You know there's a Balrog down there, right? It'll be fine. (laughs) Have you ever wondered about Hobbit economy or how wizards get their mail? Are you also in awe of Hugo Weaving's eyebrows? Then join us every Monday through Friday on our mission, quest, thing, only on DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Dueling Genre Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we look at a great character in a great story, except when we don't. I'm Joe Dorowski. And I'm Todd Mack. And this week we are wrapping up our fantasy box office 2018. And then, producer Andrew, do you want to say hi to the listeners? Hello. Andrew and I will make our picks for 2019. We need Todd back to wrap up 2018 because... Well, you were with us <laughs> last, <laughs> last year in 2018. Yeah. yeah, you were one half of the uh, the picks for 2018. <laughs> I was, and I was almost one half of the money. <laughs> <laughs> Very close earnings. after a full year's box office. So listeners, yep. for anyone who is unfamiliar with how we do our fantasy box office game, uh, at the beginning of each year, uh, well, uh, for the last couple of years, it's been Todd and I, um, each picking in a draft order, box office films that are going to be coming out and we get that box office tally added to our coffers throughout the year. However, we multiply each film's box office take by its rock tomato score. So if you have a film that does really well at the box office, but really bad uh, with the critics, you know, really poorly is only, I think uh, like our low this year was maybe like a 6%. Was that, <laughs> was that one of mine here? It's Holmes and Watson is a 9%. <laughs> Slenderman okay. 7%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It made it up to nine. I think Slenderman, Slenderman is seven percent. That's that's the low. Those are both mine. Both of those picks. <laughs> uh, so I was only getting seven percent and nine percent of whatever paltry box office those films pulled in. It's not yeah, like those it's were like, heavy hitters. I mean, even even at those low percentages. I mean, even if they were high percentages, they would have been low numbers for you. Those weren't going to be difference makers for me. Uh, but if you have we a film that makes... We could throw in Winchester. Winchester is 11%. <laughs> oh, also mine. So the bottom three. Uh, those were all in the final final rounds. We are like, I don't know, pick something. <laughs> and I misfired on those. Uh, but uh, where it really starts to hurt, though, is when we have films that are making 200 or $300 million that are only 60% of the box office. That feels like a lot of lost money. Uh on those yes. blockbusters. Yes, yes, it does. Uh, and so Todd and I last year, how many films total did we pick between the two of us? Last year? or You mean 2018? 2018, yeah. Uh, well, we picked 50 films. We had a few uh, punts because of schedule changes. One, two, three, four. Four of those films did not uh, did not play. Two, two yeah, rough right year for that. It was yeah. both X-Men films, The New Mutants and, uh, and Dark Phoenix. X-Men Dark and then Alita Battle Angel got moved for you and Hellboy for me, right? So yep. we each had one of those X-Men films. Yeah, we call that getting Creed 2 thanks to our 2017 box office picks. <laughs> how, did, how did Creed 2 do, by the way? Creed, it did okay. all right. It was all right. It was, a, it was a mid-level performer. It did well with the critics and was, was a solid but not a blockbuster at the box office. So it definitely helped 
help me to uh to well well Todd shall we announce the winner of our 2018 box office <laughs> well before we do I just want to say actually the the bottom one two three four films uh on Rotten Tomato scores were all yours see Slenderman at seven <laughs> Holmes and Watson at nine Winchester at eleven and Robin Hood at sixteen. So oh, Robin, I, even, I, I forgot I had that one. Fortunately, I'm sure but, some some studio is preparing the next Robin Hood adaptation in the hopes that this will be the one that takes off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so overall, um, y- y- I had two billion two hundred seventy eight million nine hundred seventy eight thousand four hundred thirty three dollars and fifty cents in adjusted earnings you had two billion six hundred forty two million five hundred seventy two thousand seven hundred fifty three dollars and forty one cents in total adjusted earnings which gives you a victory with three million three hundred sixty three million five hundred ninety four thousand three hundred nineteen dollars and ninety one cents above me uh the average critic score, mine was sixty point six three, and yours was sixty two point six five. So you made up, you made up for those four <laughs> abysmal films. Uh, with some of with some really good picks. Things like um, Black Panther was a really good one for me. It was in the upper nineties. Uh, is is the Black Panther the number one pick this year? Yeah. So just just to say, show how close this is. So it's a two percent average critic score difference. In unadjusted earnings, the difference between my films and yours is $24 million. $24,076,398 each. That is close. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That is so close. So so really, that's, I mean, that's almost just a couple percentage points on Joseph's Rotten Tomatoes. That's exactly what it is. It's two point. It's it's 2% difference on Rotten Tomatoes. That's the difference in the game. Well, even, uh, I mean, looking at our, uh, our, our top 10 performers, we each had five of the top 10. Like, we were close on so many of these. <laughs> but then that Rotten Tomato score for my big ones, like, I had the lowest Rotten Tomato scores, but most of those films were duds at the box office, too. So it right. ended up, and they were late picks in the draft. So it didn't really end up hurting me that much. But having some really good Rotten Tomato scores on some of my biggest hitters is what made the difference. And the fact I, that they left and they left Black Panther in the theater for so long. Yes. They well, had to get I to mean, it, so yeah. you, you kept collecting what, like 98 percent of that that dollar. Well, even, well, the I mean, killers even for at, me were. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say looking at the top 10, if Jurassic World had a better Rotten Tomato score, you would have been right. really close. Like <laughs> this would have been neck and neck. Because uh, most of our top Even so, 10... Like Solo, Solo, you know, I missed out on a bunch of money in Solo. Yeah, Solo could have Jurassic been a game changer. Jurassic World was terrible. Um, you know, it's like a few of these films, if they're a little bit higher. But, I mean, it was close. It's fun. I'm I'm really okay with this. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> yes. like, uh, losing sleep over the fantasy box office. But it's not amazing. Like I was losing it's amazing, as we were saying. Like, Christmas picks, right? Oh, still... Still can't believe how you're looking at two billion dollars, three billion dollars, three three billion three hundred ninety-two million in total unadjusted earnings for me, and three billion four hundred seventeen million unadjusted for you. I mean, that's crazy. Twenty-four million dollar difference when you're looking at like three and a half billion dollars. That's that's amazing. Well, then the other place where a big change could have happened is 
when we get down to the bottom and we were just grabbing random stuff. So I grabbed like Slender Man or Winchester there at the very end. If one of us had said, I don't know much about this, but there's this movie called A Quiet Place or I don't know right. much about this, but there's something called Crazy Rich Asians that's going to be coming out. <laughs> if one of those had grabbed, if one of us had grabbed those at the very end, that would have also swung the game, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was super close. It's very fun. And there are um, surprises every year in these. Like we yeah. are looking at everything and trying to make our picks and read the tea leaves. And there are some big misses uh, in terms of things we think are going to be hits that just don't quite pan out. And then there are big misses of things that <laughs> when we're looking over the list, we just pass right by that become critical darlings and uh, big hits. Uh, I think it was 2017 we had Get Out and It were two of those where we just yeah. had both completely just gone past those um, on on the list. Um, one of my favorite stats. So Todd, I'll need you to, to tell us what was the number one overperforming and the number one underperforming. So like, what did, how, how high did Joseph pick Robin hood for it to do so poorly? Yeah. Okay. So first I want to just run through what are the top 10 films? Okay. Uh, adjusted. adjusted. Yeah. So black Panther, Incredibles two, Avengers, infinity war, Deadpool two, mission impossible six, Jurassic world, fallen kingdom, ant-man and the wasp. Ralph Breaks the Internet, uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, and Dr. Seuss is the Grinch, which like blows my mind every but time. That one made number 10? Do you know anybody that saw that movie? No. I, I believe uh, $265 million worth of people saw that movie, Todd. <laughs> I know. That, that just blows my mind. And that one came in, at, and it, it did that in, what, when did that come out? Like end of November? Yeah, that was my 24th so like five pick. weeks. Oh, those so animated, it could make films. it could make number ten. Yeah, and it only no. had a fifty-six percent Rotten Tomato score, and it's still number ten. And it's still number ten adjusted. Wow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I will just amazing. say, in terms of strategy, I have come to re- realize animated films that release in November are gold. <laughs> <laughs> there's a number of Christmas breaks that come between thanksgiving and christmas uh number of breaks there and uh parents take their kids to go see movies during those breaks okay so uh to get to your question andrew so the top overperformers. well let's go to underperformers first because those are those are always fun so the nutcracker and the four realms (laughs) i picked it was my number 11 overall pick it was the 40th pick so that's negative 29 Okay. So underperformed 29 spots. Slenderman is the next at 18. So the Nutcracker was like really bad. I picked Slenderman at number 28 overall, which was a mid-level pick because we ended up making about 50 picks. And it was 46. So you've got, we'll go from the bottom here. So Nutcracker in the Four Realms underperforms 29. Uh, Slenderman, 18. Pacific Rim Uprising, 17. Maze Runner, The Death Cure, 16. That movie uh, came out? Yeah, it did. I don't, I don't remember it hearing about January, it. January, it made $58 million and had 43% at the box office, so it only got me $24 million. That's my $24 million. <laughs> uh, Wrinkle in Time, 16 below. Uh, Commuter, 15 below. Mortal Engines, 14 below. That was a That one kind of hurt. Uh, Holmes and Watson, 13 below. Uh, First Man, 12 below. All right, just just for any listeners, when it says 13 below, this is like where we picked it, what number of our pick it versus was, where versus it turned out. Where, versus it, where it turned out. Ranked right. at the end. 
So at the top of the scale is uh, Spider-Verse, Spider-Man. That overperformed, uh, overperformed 34 spots. <laughs> that was a late pick. There was not a lot of info about it when you guys were doing picks yeah. last year. And, and it had a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's made over $100 million at the box office. That yeah. was a great pick by Todd. Which is, which I'm going to well, say, was, that box office number is lower than it should be. I've heard that it is really, really good. Oh, it's so good. I saw, uh, I, it's, I saw it's, it. It is fantastic. Yeah. So uh, so that was the number one overperformer. It overperformed 34 spots. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns, 24. The Meg? 22. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even say that without cracking up. And that's that what performed 22 spots. That's with a 46% Rotten Tomato score. It made 143 million in the US. <laughs> know, awesome. But it was like it was like the last pick. Every time we see the Meg DVD at Walmart, my son goes, Dad, look, it's the Meg. <laughs> That was available on uh, my flight so as bad. one of the picks for the movie, and I was like, maybe I should watch that just to show tell, tell Todd I saw. <laughs> okay, uh, I guarantee if it was available on the airplane, I would have watched it. Uh, Aquaman <laughs> is the next overperformer at twenty one. The first Purge twenty one million over or twenty one spots over. Uh, Mama Mia, here we go again. Nineteen spots over. Bumblebee, eighteen. Smallfoot, eighteen. Mission Impossible, six, seventeen. Isle of Dogs, sixteen. Uh, Sicario, Day of the Soldado, fifteen. Doctor Seuss is the Grinch overperformed fourteen spots. Oh, man. So, uh, so anyway, I should I should have made a closer study of these old statistics when I was making my picks. I think <laughs> I, did, I did like a little bit of study. I should have done apparently a lot more. Uh, I do also want to uh, give a shout out to the best reviewed films of the year. We already <laughs> That's exactly where I was just headed. <laughs> some of some of my low po- low lights, which were all my picks. However, <laughs> the top three films were also mine. So Paddington <laughs> coming in at a hot one hundred percent of approval from critics. That's amazing. Was, uh, yeah, I, I've got that recorded on my DVR. I need to watch that with the kids. Uh, Mission Impossible Six came in at ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I th- I have not seen that one. Have you seen that one, guys? I Either liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I want to see it. Watch it. it was good. Yeah. I, I'll have to track that one down. Isle of Dogs is at 97%. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse is 97%. Black Panther is 96%. The Incredibles 2 is 93%. You know, for as much people as, as people complain about superhero fatigue, I'm seeing a lot of high Rotten Tomato scores. I know. Really? It's, here. it's like maybe <laughs> to fight the fatigue, they're getting better at making them. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, even uh, they get enough practice, yeah. I think the biggest surprise for me, though, has to be Bumblebee, a Transformers <laughs> movie with John Cena in the cast, coming in at ninety three percent. I can't believe that got a ninety three. Like that's crazy. That it. I. I mean, it's three times as high as any Transformers movie. I think <laughs> that reminds me when the first, very first Transformers movie came out. Uh, I was working with um with the youth at church, and one of the one of these young men came up to me, and he said, "Have you seen the new Transformers movie?" <laughs> said, <laughs> he goes, "Seriously, it is the best movie ever made." <laughs> I'm like, "Really? The very best?" He's like, "Yes." 
there has never been a better movie made ever <laughs> than the original Transformers movie. <laughs> so now, I mean, ninety three percent—that's like a Hitchcock film. I mean, that's high. Well, okay, so here's the crazy thing, though, is that if you get like graphs of the history of the Transformers movies, because this is like the fifth or sixth one, yeah, um, and you have like low Rotten Tomato scores, and then you finally get up to the '90s with this, and if you track their box office earnings, this is the lower one. Yeah, it's the inverse, so the box office, the like somehow their Rotten Tomatoes well, and also, box office completely okay. inverse. They finally burnt people out with like four <laughs> or five thirty percent Transformers movies, and then they make a good one, and no one will go see it. Well, also. Well, like talking about the weirdness, one of those ones that has the awful Rotten Tomato score starred Anthony Hopkins. This one stars John Cena. Kelsey Grammer was in one of these. <laughs> Stanley Tucci's in at least two of them. Stanley Tucci, I believe, plays Merlin in one of them. By the way, wait, Merlin's really? involved in the Transformers uh, in in the Last Night. I think it was the most recent one before Bumblebee. I think. Wow. I've. I played with those toys and watched those cartoons as a child. I do not remember King Arthur showing up. <laughs> oh, really? Isn't a, I, I, to, I totally believe that, what you just said. So yeah, it's, I, it's, I wanted to ask you guys. The, it's one of the ones that stars Mark Wahlberg. If uh, Of these films that you guys have seen, uh, are there any standouts that you think, you know, this, the, these were like the top three best films that I saw this year? Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse? I think that... Black Panther's uh, pretty high for me. Yeah, Black, Black Panther was a pretty phenomenal film. Like, not just superhero film, but just film. That was that was good. Um, trying to... Like, I... This is shocking when I have four young children <laughs> and the oldest isn't yet of babysitting age that I didn't get out to the movies. <laughs> I know, really? Yeah, there's, there, yeah, I'm not getting out to as horizon. many movies as I used to. <laughs> Yeah, I can see the light on the horizon of my oldest being old enough to babysit for a few hours. So, so I'm like, I yeah, I'm trying to think. Movies. I maybe I'm trying to think if I really saw more than like five of these movies this year. <laughs> um, and like, so Incredibles two is is pretty high up there. I I watched Ant Man and the Wasp on DVD recently, and I was like, this is this is fun. This is entertaining. This you know feels good. Um, Ralph breaks the internet is one I saw in theaters, so that's fairly high but like spider-verse and black panther are the ones that i think i was like really good and some of the ones that i want to see like i still want to go see first man i just haven't seen it yet (laughs) um though from its box office performance it'll probably be out on dvd pretty soon (laughs) joseph you you got to see you you saw a quiet place i chose not to watch it because because i've heard what it's about a quiet place is up there yeah i'd say so for me i'd say uh quiet place uh Spider-Verse and Black Panther will probably be my top three of okay. the year. I have um, not with, seen Spider-Verse. With the caveat that um, I haven't seen more than a handful of these, actually. Yeah. <laughs> he he uh, hasn't had a chance to see Bumblebee yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the Meg. I also really like Black Panther. Um, I like Mission Impossible 6. That was good. Um, a Quiet Place for me, I think, is the best film of the year that i saw uh, yeah yeah i'd say that so that may be good. my number one um, um I, one that i saw just last week that was it's just a fun film like don't go in looking for the greatest cinematic experience of your life i saw oceans eight and that's just a lot of fun oh, cool uh, 
lot. You can tell it's one of those where like the cast are having fun and it's kind of infectious as a viewer <laughs> to be sitting there and watching all these people just enjoying themselves. Yeah. I'll tell oh, you and, what. Uh, Go ahead. Let's see. Oh, I was gonna say I also saw it's not on our list, but I did see Crazy Rich Asians, and that's a good romantic comedy in a style that Hollywood hasn't done romantic comedies for a while. Nice. So it was it was nice to see that genre kind of coming back a bit. Um, my kids and I we have we did a Star Wars marathon over the Christmas break. So we started. Good choice. On, we started on Christmas Eve with Episode One, and. We made a lot of progress over a couple of days, and then we sort of slowed down. We're actually halfway through Last Jedi right now, so we need to finish it. <laughs> but um, I'll tell you what, I watched the the solo uh-huh. again. I really liked it. I mean, I I can't I, say like best film of the year, but I really legitimately enjoyed watching that film. And maybe it was because it, it's the first one that you watch after episodes one, two, and three. <laughs> And you're like, man, this is good. <laughs> so when you go in chronological order, it really shines. Yeah, it really does. I liked it. I thought it was a good story. I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching it when it hits Netflix sometime this month. I have the Blu-ray if you want to borrow it, Andrew. Uh, oh, okay. I like it too. Uh, I, I, know, I know this is going to be controversial for Todd. I'd, uh, I'd, I'd still put it below Last Jedi. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> but i don't think it's uh just like i i thought it was better than i expected from the complaints i heard before i saw it for sure and i like the uh the train heist sequence i think is a really strong piece of editing and uh, for an action scene like since i want to say batman begins there's been a style of editing where i can't tell what's happening in a lot of action Uh scenes that happen in films and that one did such a good job of constantly resetting and saying okay here's the stakes here's where everyone's at here's exactly what's happening and i followed it perfectly which should be action filmmaking 101 but it hasn't been for about that's the the most satisfying action filmmaking yeah yeah it's it's a good film i i i fell asleep the first when i watched it in the theater but i was so dang tired that day and we were but, on the front row. <laughs> and we were on the front row, and it was horrible. Like, my I had a big crick in my neck. But, um, you know, like, just sit down and watch it with the kids and, you know, explaining things. And I, I just, I really liked it. I really liked it. I When I saw it the first time, I thought, okay, it was a competent film. It's fine. But I'm, I'm way more leaning towards, like, no, that's a good film. I like Solo. So, it won me over. It was sort of the surprise of the year for me. <laughs> Uh, was not liking it, and then, and then really liking. It. <laughs> so, did, did um, any of you see Jurassic World? I did. No. So I was on a flight recently, and it was one of the options. And I watched the opening scene, and then I switched to the Mister Rogers documentary, and I felt like that was a strong choice by me. <laughs> <laughs> what was the opening scene of Jurassic World? It just was like constant, like. Okay, you know the first Jurassic Park. It opens with a worker. And Do you mean like the first first Jurassic Park? Yeah, yeah. Or... There's the, okay. the first Jurassic Park. There's the hint of the dinosaur. You like see the shadow of the Velociraptor, and then the mm-hmm. worker's getting you know gets taken, and that ha- like the worker does get taken, but still like so much of what actually happened was just like, oh, this is just creepy, and I don't know exactly what's going on here. This yeah. one was just like how 
big can we make every moment and put every dinosaur on screen <laughs> in the and I just go bigger and bigger and bigger constantly and I'm just like this like the movie can't go anywhere <laughs> it's just god as big as you can like there's no subtlety to it and I just I switched to Mr. Rogers and I that was a happy viewing experience I did watch uh Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom because the director's from Spain and he's actually super good so yeah. he did um his, his last name is Bayona, so J. A. Bayona, and he, um, his first like big breakout was the uh, the orphanage. I and, remember that coming out. Um, when the orphanage came, it it uh, it played at Con, mm-hmm. and it got a ten minute standing ovation after <laughs> at Con. Um, and I have not seen it. I don't know if I'm old enough to see it. It looks <laughs> supremely scary. Uh, but I've heard that it's really, really good. And then he made, uh, the film, the impossible about the tsunami. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is really, really good with a young Tom Holland and, um, Ewan McGregor. Uh, and then, and then he made a monster calls, which is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, you, you've talked about that one before your kids really so like that one, right? Good. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then he made this. And, um, so I watched it because, because I really like this director. I can, not say that this is his best work <laughs> <laughs> I, I just in general for the jurassic park so i went and rewatched the first jurassic park a little while ago and it holds up doesn't that, it oh it holds up so well but one thing that stood out to me that holds up is the pacing and like the way they dole out mm-hmm. your experience with the, dinosaurs your dinosaurs and threat and they, and they also like give you the time to like come to lo- love the characters and be sad that they're in peril and I think one thing that I've that seems to be missing in the franchise is it just keeps going bigger and bigger action and longer action scenes with less of that pacing, you know, less of the, the time with the characters to come to care about them. And it's yeah. always about the next biggest batter set piece. Uh, and, and for me, going back to watch the 93 Jurassic Park by Spielberg, it is just a masterclass in pacing and, and how to tell uh, a big action story, but also um, keep the audience invested in everything that's happening. Uh, and it feels like they've kind of switched gears to to the next big action sequence is what we're building towards. And I'd like mm-hmm. to see them pull back a little bit of the let's you know the, in, introduce all the dinosaurs we want and all that. Like pull back on all of that and and like study out the pacing of that ninety three Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I and wonder- even. Which, which I think is a, it's a problem with a lot of sequels. Like I, I that's part of so, some of my least favorite Marvel superhero movies do the same thing where it's like they're they're building to the next big massive action set piece, which is twice as long as the last movies. And it's less satisfying for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and and just with what you're saying about like the character development and the pacing with Jurassic Park um, compared to uh, Jurassic World. And I, I haven't seen Fallen Kingdom, so I can only compare it to the other Jurassic World. Um, but like when Spielberg's doing all this character development and storytelling, he gives you everything you need to know to like deal with um, like the two paleontologists. Like they have a romance, but there's obviously a disagreement about having kids. And like, that's evident in the 93 Jurassic park. Uh, Right. Yeah. And then in Jurassic world, they have to like have an older brother yell at his younger brother about how their parents are getting a divorce and how that should make him feel bad. It's like not a lot of subtlety here. I think Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt is always going to be good. And Bryce Dallas Howard is also good. I I think they're both good on screen. The phenomenal actress. Yeah, they're both really, really good. And I wonder like, 
I, as I finished that movie, I was like, what happened there? You know, this is, <laughs> this is an outstanding director. And I wonder, like, did he get out over his skis? Like, cause he was just so excited about making monsters. Um, or what were there producers and like, I, I, because it's such a big budget, huge thing where they're just like too many cooks in the kitchen. I think that Jurassic, the Jurassic franchise at this point has a lot of detrimental producer influence. Cause it's, it's hard. It's hard to like, imagine that the director of a monster calls is the same one of Jurassic, this Jurassic <laughs> world movie, because they're so different. Um, so I, I mean, it's fine. It's not like, oh, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, well, fine, I, like what I saw over like, again, like a, memorable. It just wasn't for me. Like <laughs> seeing the first day, sure. which which it clearly is. Like it made a lot of money. It is for some people. It's just not for me. And that's fine. you know who it's for. It's for my six year old son. Who I was gonna <laughs> say, it, it's for the Transformers <laughs> fans who didn't see Bumblebee. It was for. I watched it with him, and I fast forwarded all the like the like the yucky parts. And he's like, Dad, don't fast forward. <laughs> I want to see that guy get eaten. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ian, no, you cannot watch this. He's like, come on, Dad. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well, well, well Todd, thank you for uh, coming back to wrap up our 2018 picks with us. Oh, you're welcome. And I wish you both the best uh, <laughs> in 2019. Andrew, uh, I'll pass the, pass the torch over to you and hope that you can uh, squeak out a victory. It'll be kind Yeah, Joseph, my, my Joseph's won is, two years in a row. So. <laughs> yeah, it may come um, down to Rotten Tomato scores, as we've seen. Yeah. Uh, Todd, before you go, uh-huh. will you flip a, a coin or some other object in your general vicinity? And determine which which of us goes first, Joseph or I. Assign one of us a side, I guess. Yeah, okay, so I'm flipping... Um, these are the cartridges for my fountain pen. It's a little box. Okay. Okay, so... What, what's on one side and what's on the uh, other? On one side there is a Pilot Namiki label. Okay. And on the back is like the directions for how to put the, the, the cartridges in your pen. I want to be the directions. Can I be the I directions? wanted to be the directions. <laughs> You but Joseph said it no, first. Be... No, Joseph said it first. Joseph, okay. Joseph is the directions. Okay, so here we go. Flip. It's the directions. Dang it. <laughs> oh, it's my first time picking first. Now, does that mean I get two picks, right? Uh, no, I, I, we, we've talked about it, but we always just went every other. We didn't do the snake draft. Okay, it's just a full every other. Okay, Yeah. perfect. Well, Andrew, the fountain pen box has spoken, and I get to pick first. And with the number one pick of the 2019 protagonist podcast fantasy box office i'll be taking a small independent film called Aven, Aven, uh, hold on how do you pronounce this? avengers and avengers endgame that's what we're gonna be taking number one avengers <laughs> endgame will be the number one pick if uh anyone okay. is unfamiliar with this it is the sequel to the capstone of a decade's worth of storytelling of the marvel cinematic uh, universe and a lot of fans seem to want to know how this is going to wrap up after how Avengers Infinity War ended last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I've got a number one pick. Yes. 
it, it was going to be my one, number one pick. Um, and I want to say, like, this is my first year doing picks, and I've never hated movies more than when I had to try and guess what they'd be worth in this game. Like, the, I the got to a certain point really filtering hard. through, and I was just like, Hollywood, I hate you. Like, why are you doing this? Stop. Stop. Like, make, like, three movies. Make and make them, them good. good. Yeah, make them really good. And then that should be fine. <laughs> the ones that I find the hardest to, like, get a read on are the ones that are coming out in, like, November, December. And there's mm-hmm. no trailers. There's no promotional material yeah. yet. It's, it's just like, a long I, line like, in the cast. Is it for sure going to come out? I don't know. And then there's oh, even, yeah. like, there's movies in, like, August. It's, like, unnamed like so and so director project. There was an unnamed Blum- Blumhouse film, which Blumhouse yeah. is one of the horror studios that they most of their films. And it's like are I can't, I, well. like I can't just risk that. I can't. Yeah, but I'm not going to do it. You know, spend a top twenty pick on something that's untitled, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have no idea, who, you know, what the basic plot even is. Yeah. So like this, this was a really interesting exercise. I went really deep, and I did order every film that I could you know, suspect was going to come out. So I have a list that's like 120 some odd films long, but I know There's we're only going to pick. Yeah. 50. We're we're only going to pick from some of them. And I did get yeah. to a point where it's like, I really don't care about these. I'm just randomizing this. Yes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, after... and so I, I, I think we'll stop before I get to that point. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I hit that point <laughs> too, where it's like, well, I don't know. I, and I will just say, and, and some of these, this, I was going to say, for having done this for a couple of years, I've called an audible every year. I've I've always had my list and like this is my order, and then it's like eight picks in. I'm like, no, nah, never mind, never mind. I'm scratching that. I'm doing this other one. Like and I'm I'm thinking about an audible right now, but I am gonna go with Star Wars for okay. number two. It's it comes out on the twentieth, which is kind of late in December, but in 2017, episode eight was the number one pick. People forget, I think, with the the more than a year's worth of fallout from last jedi that it did have a 91 percent on rotten tomatoes oh yeah yeah I, and it's uh, a lot of that fallout was uh tempest and tipa <laughs> uh, yeah yeah uh yeah i mean the only concern with star wars is that it only has those two weeks uh to get it but, but you're probably looking at but if it's 200 a, plus. a 200 million yeah a 200 million opening weekend maybe with yeah. you know a few more days with with 10 more days it's like that should that should be three hundred million. Yeah, I, I think you're gonna be fine so, uh, with that pick. I, I, it was in my top handful here, so I'm, yeah. I'm not surprised to see that one go go off the board already. All right, uh, sticking with the idea of tried and true sequels to popular franchises, with the third pick overall, I'll be taking Toy Story four. Okay, is that a little earlier than you were gonna take it? Uh, yeah, a bit earlier than I was going to take it. I, I don't think they should have done another Toy Story movie. I don't either. I don't think I'm, I I don't think I'm the only one who, I don't think I'm the only one who will like hesitate a moment for that and, and wait and see. And if it's not, I mean, the Toy Story movies are what, like 100, 198%, I think. And so it's, it's a pretty high bar. And if they don't meet that, then there's going to people who are going to there's going to be people who say Toy Story 3 was my ending. 
Um, I, I kind of like how we said at the tail end, there's a little bit of a jumble where it's like, okay, I'm going to randomize this. In some ways, I feel like Disney owned properties you're, you're, in the top 10 are a little bit of a jumble where like I could randomize yeah, this. When you, when you have your top 10. going to be in the upper 90s on Rotten Tomatoes and make 300 million. Some of these are going to be in the 70s and make 200 million. I don't know which are which. Yeah. Um, my second pick, I'm going to take Cap- Captain Marvel. Okay. Yeah. That was originally my second pick. I, want, and I audibled out of it. <laughs> I want my, I want my Marvel pick. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, there's a lot of, uh, anticipation for that one. Cause, uh, it's going to mm-hmm. give us some hints into, uh, what we might see coming in Avengers Infinity War, even though it's set or, in the 1990s. So or don't it might be the wave before. after. Yeah, but I, I there I should good. there should probably be a fresh trailer for Avengers at the end of it. I would hope, or some sort of tease for it. Mm-hmm. So people might yeah, go I just for the that. The post credits will be an Avengers Infinity War tie or Endgame tie tie in. I'm sure. All right. Well, All right, uh, what's your number three? Okay, I've done this for a couple of years, and there's a few things that Todd and I have learned, and Andrew, as an observer, you've learned, and. Among those are that in the early going, you pick popular franchises. And I'm sticking with that still. I'm going to be taking Spider-Man Far From Home with the fifth pick. Okay. Uh, this is the... Uh, well, okay. I, it, we all know Spider-Man, spoiler, turned to dust at the end of Avengers Infinity War. But I suspect he's going to get better because this movie is coming out after <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I really, uh, just uh, real quick, I, I just want to say, Tom Holland is one of my favorite Spider-Man performers. Like He's, I, I think he's good. He captures a lot of what, for me, is in the platonic ideal version of Spider-Man. The youth and the jokiness are both there, um, but still some of the weight. Uh, and all the other screen um, versions have had different levels of those things. But I think he's hitting a lot of the right marks for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like... When you mention his jokiness, I feel like maybe he doesn't hit jokiness. It comes off as just like not getting it. It seems like he's he's saying things. It's like, do you not see the situation you're in? Instead of trying to make a joke and make light of it and cope with it, it seems like this is his everyday, and it's not well, a stress I, reaction. I, if, if to me, it feels a little bit like the comic babbling of Spider Man, where he's mm-hmm. just yeah, stop, stop through this. Certainly more than we've had in any Spider Man. Yeah, or Andrew. Yeah. All right. What is uh, going to be our number six pick overall, Andrew? Uh, Lion King. I feel oh, risky yeah, on I, this. I I almost took that last pick, but I I think it's probably going to make a lot of money. I know, <laughs> I but like, check. but but I'm only like, I don't know, eighty five percent to ninety percent sure that it's going to work. Yeah, and there's that ten percent. It's like this might be a real, real bomb. I don't know. Uh, and I want to say. I wish I owned Disney stock because every film we've picked so far is owned by the Disney Corporation or a licensed relationship with the Disney Corporation. Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, is Spider-Man is, is the tricky one. It's a Sony production, but there are links. And I don't know how financial those links are. They've never disclosed those. Yeah. But uh, it does look, looking over the film list, I just thought it would be a good year to be a Disney exec in 2019 between these films mm-hmm. and the Disney Plus streaming app that is going to be coming out. I think yes. Disney's going to be doing just fine. Yeah. Speaking of, my pick for number seven is going to be Frozen 2. I knew you were going to lead up to that one. They haven't released anything on that. I am not sure it's coming out. Oh, this is their Thanksgiving one. There's no way but, it's not coming out. But they Disney haven't. Disney owns the animated Thanksgiving 
film. This is the Wreck-It Ralph slot, the Big Hero 6 yeah. slot. Moana, Big Hero Moana, 6, Frozen. The yeah. first Frozen. The, There's no way they're not getting a, an animated film out. Over the, the only thing I'm worried about is like, what if they put something else out instead? <laughs> I, I, and I don't, I don't think there's anything else. It's just oh. they haven't they haven't said a lot about it. Oh, I think they have so many things they have to advertise. They're not concerned about advertising November yet. Because, True. And I mean, we, we've mentioned Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man. Those all come out before this. Toy Lion Story, King. Lion King. Yeah. Yeah. And and come to think of it, they don't advertise a ton in that slot. Like think about the, the advertising for Zootopia or Big Hero 6. Like. Not a lot comes to mind. Yeah, well, until it's like upon you, and it's like, parents, here's your way, what to do with your kids during the yeah. So maybe it's maybe it's just a smart system. I just feel like Frozen, we would have heard more. But I'm confident in this one. It's it's a respectable pick. Forms a spot or two for me. Uh, I'm gonna go for a non Disney pick now. Okay. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Ooh, I had that much further down on my list. Let's see. Okay. I mean, I am I'm not going to say that this is a, like this. This could be risk free. Uh, no, this is not risk free. But I think, I think there's a chance that it could go really well. This could yeah, be no, the a, the into the Spider Verse of the year, right? With the uh, the film that uh, overperforms expectations. Yeah, it's like okay, this should be this should be fine. This should be pretty good. Like all right, but like maybe it'll really hit, and maybe it'll have a good heart. All right. So for any listeners who have not seen the trailer, Detective Pikachu is a live action film with CGI Pokemon. It's the first live action Pokemon film. Yes. And Ryan Reynolds voices a Pikachu who one human can understand and they can talk to each other, but every other human just hears the Pokemon sounds from it. I have no idea where this is going. I have no idea what the overall tone is going to be. There's a trailer out there that you can go see. It has a weird, surreal absurdism to it. Uh, yeah, like they, they kind of got a good feeling for live action Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, this feels. Yeah. All right. No, that's, a, that's a big swing. And I, uh, I respect it, Andrew. Yeah, it's it is. I'll tell you what, it is not going to be one of the most overperforming picks of the year for sure. <laughs> Um, all right. I am going to, uh, just dip back right into that comfortable Disney. Well, and I'm going to take the live action Aladdin with my next pick. That that was the next one on my list. Okay. And uh, it's kind of like you with Lion King. Like I'm, I think this is going to do well, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm much more confident about Lion King than I am about Aladdin. I agree. I agree. I I think it makes sense that Lion King went a few spots before Aladdin, Mm -hmm. but, uh, the live action Disney adaptations of their classic animated films have done very well in the box office and usually very well in, uh, you know, with the critics. So yeah, uh, comfortably well with the critics. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think this is a, a reasonable top 10 pick. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick how to train your dragon three. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, among in the part, just because I, I really like how to train your dragon. And so I, I want that one in for me. Um, even if it doesn't do well, I, I would be upset if you had it. <laughs> yes. Well, I was going to say, among the trends that we've learned is uh, animated films are generally safe, particularly franchise yeah, animated they're, films. Yeah, they're a decent they're a decent top 10 pick. All right, this is the point where it starts to, like, okay, like, though we, we've taken most of what I was comfortable with the top 10, and now it's like, mm, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's little, a little sketchier. Yeah. Uh, I am going to take... 
I am going to take... This feels a little early for it, but I'm going to do it right now. Uh, because Todd got a big steal when he chose M. Night Shyamalan's split. I'm going to take Glass. Ooh, this it early. It feels early, but it, I think this is going to do well with the critics. They, mm-hmm. they really liked Unbreakable. They liked Split. And I assume this is going to be part of the resurgence of M. Night Shyamalan. But and if, if it's it not, well, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt because I took it this early. But if it does well, I'm going to have that comfortable lead because it comes out in just a couple weeks. Yeah. And so you will know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is, this is the first one of the, what we've taken so far. This is definitely the first one that's coming out. So it's going to set a tone for my for my picks here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably should have waited a little. Uh, but uh, I got it. <laughs> It's done. It's I'll done. tell you what it it wasn't very far down my list from here. Yeah, well, so this was it was it was it was got, up on the radar. Yes, I've got a group of about five, which I expect to go next, and it was in there. I'm like, I'm just gonna take it. So, what do you have next, Andrew? Yeah, I'm I'm playing around with five. I'm calling an audible, and I'm gonna hit Dumbo. Whoa, okay, I had that one a little farther down because of the live action ones. That feels the most squishy in terms of how audiences are going to take to it but yeah it comes out uh in march so it's kind of like kind of like a glass you you can or you know your first uh yeah. quarter of the year you can get a feel for yeah. how things it's go. it is not something i have a ton of faith in but i don't think that people are going to actively avoid it mm-hmm. and i don't think that critics are going to actively hate it i mean it's it's tim burton doing circus stuff that's pretty safe uh colin farrell is in it and he's had a, a really good last couple years he's, he's reminded everyone that he's a good actor <laughs> yeah and so with those two things like okay tim burton circuses and colin farrell i think you know that can be a, a just past the top 10 pick all right i am gonna take lego movie part two next okay uh, the first one was a much bigger hit than people anticipated. The Batman Lego movie didn't do quite as big as I think some people wanted it to, but it still made like 150 million, I think. And at this point, anything that clears 100 million is a, a pretty solid pick. <laughs> and I think this one's going to clear that. Okay. I'll be interested to, to see how risky you think this next pick is. Okay. Shazam. I had that coming up. So it's, I, I think a little risky, but not terribly. Okay. So tell the it's, listeners a little about Shazam. I just don't know. I just don't know. It's it's a DC movie, so but but hang on guys. <laughs> Some of them have been okay lately, so I hear. Um it's Zachary Levi, who I like a lot, and it's goofier. I mean, so a kid gets to turn into a superhero, basically. He says Shazam and he gets superpowers. He gets to be but he looks a, like a, Superman. He comes yeah, in a yeah, an adult, full-grown, muscular superhero, but he's still a 10-year-old inside. And so you get to have all that goofy stuff, but with an adult doing it all. Yeah, So and Zachary Levi has endless charm, so... Yes, that's, I mean, it's really for him, but I... Uh, but it's a superhero movie, so it, it, like, it can't do that badly for my yeah. numbers. All right, uh, next, I'm going to take a sequel to a film that was one of the biggest misses for us in the history of fantasy box office. I'm going to take It, Chapter 2. Mm-hmm. That was uh, next in line on mine. We're, we have some similar structures going on. Definitely. Yeah, that's not uncommon in doing this, this exercise. Uh, the first one was a massive hit, 
uh, kind of owned October a couple years ago and was very favorably reviewed by the critics. I haven't seen it. I'm not wild about that kind of horror film. <laughs> yeah, not it's not really. my not my thing. I, I don't yes. think I'll ever see it. But I will gladly take the money in this fantasy box office if it's a big hit. So this is now a, a section where I'm probably just going to stick to my list because I'm like, I don't know. These are these are like, this should be good, but I, you know, I'm not really counting on these. Right. I understand. Is, is that where you are in your list or not? Uh, quite yet? I, I still I'm probably calling some audibles as I look over what's still remaining, but I'm not like, yeah, it, okay. it, it's definitely feeling a little wibbly wobbly right now. Men in Black International. OK, I had that coming up soon. The trailer so, came uh, out and and Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, who had a great performance, both of them in Thor Ragnarok. And I mean, Chris Hemsworth is pretty good, guys. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a, a franchise that the the studios invested in promoting and making sure that they keep they keep keep it going. So I think yeah. there'll be a heavy promotion on this one. Uh, and that, that will definitely help your box office numbers. All right. I'm going to pick a December film. It may not be one you're thinking of yet. It might be the one I'm thinking of. Okay. Does it feature The Rock? Yes. Okay. I'm taking Jumanji 2. It's a, that's the next pick on my list is Jumanji 2 slash 3. <laughs> because yes. it might be the third Jumanji film. <laughs> Uh, and uh, so Jumanji 2 is the sequel to Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, I think is what they officially subtitled the um, one from a couple years yes. ago. With but I've Rock. seen this one listed as Jumanji 3. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That film was an unexpected hit. Uh, really good Rotten Tomatoes score, made a lot of money, and the cast had fantastic chemistry, and they're all back, and they're adding some really interesting uh, new cast members too. So I am... Uh, yeah. I. I would okay. not have picked it if the cast wasn't coming back. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so so I'm taking it. Even though it is a December film and I only have about three weeks of box office, hopefully I get $150 million out of those three weeks. <laughs> I would like Godzilla, King of the Monsters. <sighs> I had that one. I had that one coming up. I I mean, they're, they're including more monsters, so it should mean more money. <laughs> I love the Godzilla family of monsters. Uh, so I'm excited for this one. And it has Eleven from Stranger Things in it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. No, I, I think that's a very good pick for you. All right. Early on, I was sticking with Disney. Right now, I'm going to stick with The Rock. Because he is also a very steady box office draw. Is this, the, is this Hobbs Fast. and Shaw? Yes. The Fast and the Fast. Furious spinoff. Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. So uh, I don't know much about it. It's him and Jason Statham, I think. Yes, who played characters in the Fast and Furious franchise at some point. There's been so Um, many of those. I I think they were in like the last last half of the movies. Which is what, eight? I don't know. Um, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) well, I think five. The Rock was in five. I remember that one. I've never but, seen a Fast and the Furious film. Me neither. And I feel like I something's, would something's starting to tell me. It's it. like, maybe I'm missing out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So I mean, but like, maybe I'm missing out on like the fourth and fifth one and not on the first three. 
All right, what is uh, what's going to be the next pick here? Which is going to be pick number twenty of our 2019 box office. We're up to twenty overall. Dark Phoenix. Okay, yeah, I had that one I, coming up soon. Just kind of banking on the superhero stuff mm-hmm. for that. Not that I have any particular love for it or excitement for it. I don't know that I'm going to go see it, but people go see superhero movies. And uh, so this is one that X Men Dark Phoenix. We had picked it. Todd picked it last year, or no? I picked. When this was one this? Last when year. was it supposed to come out last year? It was supposed to be November, and Todd's pick okay. of New Mutants, which is set in the X Men universe of films, was supposed to come out in March of last year. Both got moved <laughs> to 2019. Um, which the New Mutants one? That is such a long delay. Like that's an impossibly long delay. Like what could you possibly want from that movie? I don't know. I, I have no idea. That you need I, the only that thing I long. Think of is, is what, did this have something somehow to do with the merger talks with Disney? Like they, they, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, yeah. And, I, and some people are still a little worried about whether or not either of those films will actually come out because of the merger. Well, but they've both been filmed. So they're going to yeah, get the money. It's like, it's like, I guess they'll just put them out. Right. Yeah. I, I think for sure. All right. For the next pick, I'm going to be taking, uh, a horror film from Jordan Peele. So again, with it, we've noticed some trends. Uh, animated films, franchise films make a lot of money and tend to do well with critics. And there's always some horror films that Todd and I missed on mm-hmm. uh, that did really well. Jordan Peele directed Get Out uh, a few years ago, which ended up, I think it was nominated for an Oscar in the end. Uh, really, it, really it was. well reviewed. Uh, really d- did surprisingly well at the box office like uh, a lot of people didn't see it coming and this is his follow-up directorial effort which is um also a horror film and it seems to be an area that he he hit a home run with his first attempt so i'm gonna go ahead and take a swing at number 21 in our picks uh on his sequel effort or not not a sequel but his next effort which is called us mm-hmm. you know i i don't think any of your picks have been more than three or five past <laughs> where I had it on my list. Yeah. And so we've been keeping things pretty tight. That's fine. I'm going to pick John Wick was, Oh, Oh, I had that one coming up soon, but your, your uh, detective Pikachu was the biggest jump from any of that. Yeah, I had. Biggest variance. Um, yeah. John Wick number three, uh, intense action film, the good franchise, like you've talked about um, the franchise history has, has a decent impact. On the numbers, yeah, so and usually well reviewed, and one and two both did pretty well at the box office. So I think that's a reasonable yeah. pick at this point. I, I suspect it will probably do the best out of all three of them at the box office. I don't think anyone's been like, "Oh, John Wick, not for me." I think anyone who's watched it and cared to watch it has been like, "Yeah, I'll I'll get more of this." And I've seen like just online excitement for set photos. Um, mm-hmm. So so I think there's interest in this franchise. Yeah, the people oh. who are interested are strongly interested. Yeah. Yes. I think so. Uh, my next pick is I'm going to be going back into the animated uh, realm with a CGI Halloween film, The Adams Family. Oh, that's the farthest ahead you've been of mine. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a ways ahead for me. I think this is one of those. I have to turn over like, my page. Like the Hotel Transylvanias where they just kind of come and maybe for our age group, Andrew, this isn't the most exciting project, but they yeah, end up making low. a lot of money at the box office low radar but somebody like people do go see it mm-hmm. and well and yeah i mean i say that but i do like the adams family so i look forward to seeing the uh the trailers and getting a taste for what the tone of this adaptation is going to be yeah it it was not later on my list for any 
disdain for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is the oh. Tom Hanks, Fred yes. Rogers biopic. Yep, I had that one uh, coming up soon. You said you on the plane you watched um, the Mr. Rogers documentary. How was that? Oh, it was just delightful. It just made me happy that someone that good had lived on Earth. Mm-hmm. It's nice, nice to get a, a, a just a, a, a general breath of fresh air. Yeah, so that. I'm I'm hoping that that happens with um, the Tom Hanks film. Oh, well, yeah, with Tom Hanks in that role, that's a good combination. Have you seen the picture of him? Yeah, yeah, it's it, fantastic. Looks good. All right. I'm worried my next pick could end up being a Nutcracker in the Four Realms situation. (laughs) But I'm going to go for it anyway. I'm going to choose Artemis Fowl right now. Okay. Yeah. um, Wrinkle in Time also. Oh, yeah. um, Yeah. I overshot it. But right at this point, we're into the mid twenties. If any of these bring in an adjusted box office of a hundred million to us, we're doing just fine it's, with our picks. Yeah, it's pretty decent at at that level of pick. It's Kenneth Branagh directing, and I think um, Dame Judi Dench is in it. Uh-huh. You know, th- there's some solid performers responsible and, uh, for I took, this. So I took my kids to see Spider Verse, and the trailer for Artemis Fowl came up, and you could hear a buzz in the uh, in the theater. So hmm. that was hopeful okay. for me. I remember reading the books mm-hmm. like when I was a kid. Yeah. And so these movies have been supposed to come out for a while. Yeah. It was like a part of the wave um, after Harry like Potter. Like Harry uh, Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of like, oh, these are really good kids books, but you could read them as an adult and you'll really enjoy them. And and they are good books. I've read them. Uh, I, I enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, intrigued with Kenneth Branagh's adaptation. Yeah. For anyone who's unfamiliar, uh, it is the story of a uh, a boy genius who is a thief, but also wants to steal fairy magic. So a blend of heist film, uh, precocious child uh, protagonist film, and fairy tale films. Yeah, so we'll see what comes of it. Yeah, um, there's really just been you know early one early trailer so far. Yeah, so just one trailer so far. And it doesn't come out till November, I think. Or no, uh, August? Is it August? Maybe August. It's uh, yeah, I think late summer. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to go for Hellboy. Okay. The the David Harbour Hellboy. Oh, I'm familiar seeing as how I picked it <laughs> for a 2018 box office. Yes. <laughs> and then one week later it was announced, <laughs> oh, this is going to come out in 2019, guys. Yeah. When I yeah. when I picked it, it said December 2018, and then there was like a press release the next day. <laughs> now, fortunately, you had picked it late, so it wasn't like you lost one of your top ten, right? Yeah, uh-huh. That is correct. So, we'll see how that goes. All right. Um, for my next pick... this I'm starting to get a little, a little iffy on what I want to take right now. Uh, I am going to take, oh, New Mutants. Okay. Let me see where I've got that. It's not on this page. Uh, it was, uh, I had a scrum of films. Oh, there it is. Films. It's on the back. I had a scrum of films I could take. I may regret mm-hmm. that pick, but, uh. I think, it, I think you will. It's an X-Men film. Maybe it'll be good. 
maybe. It's a horror film, film good. or at least it, it used to be in case they've changed it. Yeah. All right. What's uh, what's your next movie? You're going to be really upset that I'm getting this one. Downton Abbey. Oh, that's a bit early, I think. For, I mean, I, I had it on my list. Don't get me wrong. It just, <laughs> I don't know that this is going to be, uh, you know, a $150 million blockbuster that's coming. Well, I don't need it to be. I just need it to be well-reviewed. Oh, that's true. Yes. Well-reviewed and $60 million would would be just At this fine. stage? At this stage? I'm comfortable with that. All right. Uh, my next film, I'm taking more because of its window. It is a romantic comedy coming out around Valentine's Day, starring uh, Taraji P. Henson. It's called What Men Want. It is mm. an inverted sequel of the Mel Gibson film What Women Want, so she can hear yes. what men want. And I okay. think usually having a romantic comedy out over that that weekend, you, there's a box office that turns up for those. Yeah, and... You, you've hit a stage where there are some things that just weren't on my personal radar. And I think so we're going to start having films. that's like, ah, who knows? It's yes, kind of a exactly. toss up. But, but it, we, I mean, we yeah. are making picks. Uh, we're into the thirties now. So yeah, so there's we're, be, we're uh, getting kind of close to our, our end. We're more than halfway to where yeah. we're going to get. I, I have not gotten a horror film so far. So I will take Pet Cemetery, a Stephen King. Oh, that was my next pick. <laughs> well, I can't let I, you have all of the scary movies. Yes, I know nothing about the Stephen King story. Um, I believe people bury their pets in the cemetery and then they kind of zombify, but they bury them there because they are they miss them too much, so they want them to come back. That does not think, seem like wisdom. Well, I don't know if they know that it's a bad deal. It's a, it's a, it's a monkey's paw trade. Say there may be consequences. I, I'm going to say there's going to be some really gross consequences in this movie that I'm not going to (laughs) see. All right. Uh, I will take the next film. Just another one of those animated films. I feel comfortable saying we'll get between 80 and $150 million. Secret life of pets Two. I don't know what the box office will be though on this. I, I, yeah, I don't think it's going to do great on Rotten Tomatoes. But if it's 150 million and a 50%, that's still 75 million into our coffers. So, we'll see we'll see yes. what comes. That's sort of my my rationale for the 6th Terminator film. Oh, that's I had that somewhere on here. Hold on, let me find that on my list so I can cross it's, it off. It's on this. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, but like titled Terminator I mean, film coming out in November. So, like that one's also like ooh. If it's untitled and November, they might not really do it. It might go into March next year or something. My understanding is that they are going to be saying this is the first real sequel to Terminator 2. All the other ones they've made are alternate timelines that don't exist because this one does now. Okay. And I think there's there's supposed to be some sort of trend where like you have to go through X number of bad ones to get back to a good one when a franchise is this big. I think Fast and the well, Furious has had to do that too. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know a lot about the Terminator oh, films. That means your DC film picks are going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> They've burned through enough. Yeah. 
All right. Um, for my next pick, I'm going to take... Do I want to take this? I'm going <laughs> to take this. Only because it's a Tom Hanks World War II film. It's called Greyhound. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's coming out in March, and I have not heard much buzz. So that worries me. However, we are in kind of a dead period of studio uh, promotion for yes. upcoming films. Like the, They're focusing on the Oscars right now. They'll focus on yeah. the other stuff after. Exactly. So uh, you combine Tom Hanks and World War II. I think there's an audience that's going to show up for that. I think it's got Woody Harrelson, too. Oh, okay. So I don't know. We'll find out in March if this was a good pick. Okay. I'm going to follow a trend I've, I've done already and pick up some of the leftovers from last year. Alita Battle Angel. Let's see. Did I even have that? Oh, I think I had that on my list with a note saying, let's just give this one to Todd. (laughs) (laughs) We should should let Todd uh, have, we'll just make a little sub uh, section of, uh, of Alita Battle Angel and uh, New Mutants. (laughs) Just to see what he would have gotten with those two. Um, okay, uh, that one comes out soon, so that'll help you uh, get a start on the year. Yeah, and that's start I, it's, it's within the next two or three weeks. Okay, I am going to take. Um, hold on, let me just double check what this film is because I've got it written down and I don't exactly remember. Uh, oh, okay, yes, uh, this is an. Ang Lee film starring Will Smith called Gemini Man. And that combination, I feel like Will Smith has kind I did of not had, know it was an Ang Lee one. Yeah, I feel like both Will Smith and Ang Lee had a dip in their careers and I feel a resurgence coming for both mm-hmm. of them. So I'm going to take take this based solely on that name recognition <laughs> and not anything I've seen because I've seen no material. Joseph, I'm I'm not going to lie. I don't know if that dip in his career is over. Have you seen the trailer for Spies in Disguise? I have not, but I already took Aladdin. <laughs> so Spies in Disguise. Well, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's a two to one film with uh, Will Smith voicing one of the characters, uh, a spy who is turned into a pigeon by Tom Holland's character. Wait, Tom Holland's okay. I may have to take this one. We'll see. <laughs> I, we'll I'm see. not picking it. I'm not picking it. <laughs> I'm just, just telling you about it. it. I'm in a I'm in a tough spot. I'm really feeling like I might need some audibles here. How many how many picks left for each of us? Uh, well, that we are that was pick number thirty five. We said we'd go about fifty films. Though okay. in the past, at the end, Todd and I often just kind of say, "Why don't you just do another couple?" <laughs> okay, so so probably about ten picks or less for us. Ooh. I'm going to make some interesting picks. I'm I'm my list is no longer relevant. Okay. Joker. Oh, I had that in my next ones. I was eyeing. This is, I mean, these are tough calls because I I've reached a point where it's like, I do not know that any of these movies are actually going to do any better for my picks than any other. So it's, it's kind of a crapshoot. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be, uh, with, within this crapshoot mentality, I'll be taking a Quentin Tarantino film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have no interest in mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino films, but they tend to do all right at the box office and all right with critics. So I think it's a safe pick at this point. Yeah, I have a feeling that that one's mostly Oscar bait, 
but yeah, this, this is a telling of uh, the Manson murders. Yeah. Okay. It has uh, I think Leonardo DiCaprio's in it, so we'll we'll see. Hey, you know what? Cold Pursuit, Liam oh, Neeson's Snowplow goodness. Driver no, Revenge no. Dad movie. <laughs> Blackball. You cannot pick this. <laughs> Why not? All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just, Did you want I, it? No, I just didn't think it was going to be one of our picks. <laughs> you didn't think it'd make it on the list at all? I just, yeah, yeah. I love that they have gone for Liam Neeson, Snowplow Driver, uh, action. You know, Liam Neeson's trend of, of action movies, which I have heard called Revenge Dad, um, collectively. This is going to be in it. I assume it's, I assume it's in that oeuvre. But they called it Cold Pursuit. And that's just, somebody got paid for that. Um, who, who I think isn't getting paid and who is getting yelled at right now is Nicolas Cage's agent. Was he turned to, did he not get this one? It just feels like this stage of career, Nicolas Cage type film. Mm. But, but it's not, it's a Liam Neeson film. Again, for yes. any listeners who miss, this is the story of a snowplow driver in Canada whose son is killed by drug dealers, and he goes for revenge. I did not know it was actually Revenge Dad. I, I was just assuming. No, it's Revenge Dad. <laughs> um, also, and I, I saw the poster on it for Wikipedia. Have you looked at that? No. Because no. it looked to me like a, a wintry landscape with a snowplow in the background and Liam Neeson in the foreground dragging a body bag. Which is, it's pretty, okay, this is what you're getting. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to double check that this is still having a release date when it is, before I make the pick. Okay. <laughs> I don't want a Creed 2 situation. If it's Wonder Woman 2, it doesn't. Uh, uh, oh, let's see. Okay, this one has a different release date than I saw before, so I'm going gonna, gonna to hold off. It was going to be... Death on the Nile, the sequel to Murder oh, on the I, Orient Express. Oh, I, I crossed that one off my list, so I wouldn't trust that one. No, it, yeah, I when I first looked it up, it was like November of this year, but this one now says 2020 mm-hmm. when I'm looking at it. Another one yeah, I see so still I, say 2019, but I'm not, I'm not going to touch it. I don't want to. I would have, I would have talked to you out of that one. So you're okay. All right. So that that's not getting picked. Um, I'm going to take okay, the other romantic comedy that's coming out over. <laughs> Valentine's Day, isn't it romantic? That's that's your weekend. <laughs> Have you seen the trailer for this one? Nope. It stars Rebel Wilson as someone who uh, hates classic Hollywood romantic comedy genre, and then gets knocked unconscious and wakes up in a PG thirteen romantic comedy, <laughs> and she can't get out of it. <laughs> All right. Good luck with that. Yeah, we'll see. I, I like at this point. There's just a lot of hail marys that are being tossed out. I think. Yeah, I I know it was on my list somewhere. I just don't know where. All right, horror movie. Brightburn. Oh, I I don't think I have that one on my list. That's not ringing a bell for me. Oh, that is the, um, oh, what's the what's the director who was removed from Guardians of the Galaxy? James Gunn. Uh, yeah. I believe it's James Gunn doing a Superman, but he doesn't turn out good. As a kid. Oh, okay. And so it's kind of a, a creepy 10-year-old with Superman powers, but no moral compass. 
Interesting. horror film. Okay, I had I had not heard. I am of that not one. interested in seeing it, but yeah. um, I think it's I think it's identified as an independent film, but there's enough buzz that it'll probably get a reasonably wide release. Okay. All right. I don't. I, am, I don't uh, even want to watch the trailer. I'm afraid of getting creeped out by it. <laughs> I just realized the next row of taking also comes out on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I just really. I don't know which of these three over the weekend, but I will have it. I, the horror film coming out called Happy Death Day to You, a sequel to Happy Death Day, which was kind of a surprise overperformer last year. I think it was mm-hmm. last year, early early 2018, did better than anyone expected. So maybe lightning will strike twice. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. That's where we're at. All right. What's your next pick? Chaos Walking. Oh, I had I, I, that's ringing a bell. Remind me what that one is. I know I looked at uh, Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley sci-fi um, adaptation. Right. Yes. They're charming performers could could turn out well there. It, it, it could be OK. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to take uh, one that's coming out this month. Uh, I, I don't know that I should, but I'm doing it anyway. The kid who would be king, the King Arthur. One, mm-hmm. it's Joe Cornish, I think. Uh, yeah, it, it was on my considerations. Okay, so this one doesn't come out of left wheel, field for you. Nope, it was it was on my, it, it's on this page that I'm looking at for my picks okay. right now. And uh, that's another one that uh, I, when the trailer came on during uh, Spider-Verse, my daughter was basically grabbing me and my wife saying, I have to see that one. That, she that does sound watch. like, it sounds like her kind of movie. Not a lot of people's kind of movie, but hers for sure. Yes. So I may be swayed by my daughter's interest and assuming it's much more widespread than it really is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Spies in Disguise. Okay. I, I think at this stage, grabbing those animated films is a perfectly valid strategy. Yeah. It's like, ah, uh, you know, they're not going to do significantly worse than any of my other options, you know, and they're relatively safe. Yeah. All right, I'm going to take uh, Rocket Man, the Elton John biopic. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With uh, Bohemian Rhapsody just winning the Golden Globe, and it had a pretty good run at the box office. Maybe this one will as well. Who knows? It's been it's been in my mind with the last few picks. I was like, ah, no, ah, no. I know. I understand. But now that, that you've picked it, I I kind of wish I had it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I understand that feeling very well. Um. I'll take another animated film, Ugly Dolls. <laughs> yep. Just, just you know, bank on those animated movies, like you said. All right. Uh, ugly Dolls are weird toy lines that are just ugly dolls, and they've made a movie out of them. Is that an accurate summation? Yep, with, yeah, mostly with um, some well-known singers. So it's sort of a Trolls, but with less well-known singers right. than Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick. Okay. And less known take... toys. All right. This is one. I don't know if it's going to be on your list. I'm going to take The Hustle. Do you know this? It's uh, it's down on my list. I don't okay. I don't know anything about it, which is why it wouldn't have made it onto my yeah. real list. I, again, I haven't seen any trailers or anything, but it's a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which is a delightful film. Oh, that is a and delightful has... film. And Hathaway in it. So just all I know is remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and starring Anne Hathaway. I think that's worth uh, the 
what are we at? 47th pick of our fantasy. Okay. All right. Um, I will take Angel Has Fallen. Popcorn action movie. Okay. <laughs> that is uh, the third film in the... Uh, I the guess the Fallen trilogy? trilogy? <laughs> yeah. So the first one was Olympus Has Fallen about the White House being taken over by terrorists, correct? And then I London think so. There were two movies about that that year, yeah. so it's hard to hard to keep them straight. There was uh, what, London, Olympus has fallen and and White House Down. And, were the two. Yes, and then London has fallen was um, London was taken over by terrorists, right? And I believe in Angel has fallen. The hero of those first two films is believed to be a terrorist, so Angel has fallen. Oh, though that's not what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be about Air Force One. Or, or uh, Los Angeles. Or Marine <laughs> One or something. Yeah. That's disappointing. All right. So Angel has Fallen is our 48th pick. All right. I'm going to be taking one more the each. Next pick. Or. Uh, I've got a few more if you're willing to go a few more. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to go a few more. All right. Uh, this one, I, it's both, I'm seeing listed as Untitled and also called All You Need Is Love. Are you familiar with this? No, I didn't see that one at all on my stuff. Unless it was well, one of the untitled ones. It is a musical with Ed Sheer, Sheeran. Is Sheeran? How do you say his name? Sheeran, I think. Sheeran. That's how uh, I hear it on the on the radio. He, it is going to be directed by Danny Boyle. And it is going to... The plot is that Ed Sheeran wakes up and he is the only person on earth who can remember Beatles music. All he right. Change the world by getting people to remember the Beatles. Okay. I don't miss it. You can have it. <laughs> and and I think that's the first one that really wasn't on my radar at all. Yeah, so I'm I'm putting into our log is just untitled with Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran? Sheeran? That's why there Sheeran. are people yelling at their podcast right now. <laughs> I keep saying it wrong. Charlie's Angels. Oh, I saw there was going to be another one of those. With Lupita Nyong'o. And uh-huh. Kristen Stewart, okay. one of whom I think can c- very confidently carry a film. Yeah. And I won't tell you which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is. Uh, I don't know what what it's going to be. Well, it's going to be three women saving the world, right? Yeah, I, I mean, it better be, but it's sort of the model, right? <laughs> uh, I, I saw somewhere that someone was talking about catching the first Charlie Angels film from like the late nineties. I want to say yeah. is when they, uh, on, on TV and the plot of it involved the villain trying to install software into cell phones that would track people's movements. And everyone was up in arms because this was such an invasion of privacy and no one would ever stand for this. And they said, that <laughs> plot has not aged well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this next one, it's ad. Astra, do you have that mm-hmm. one on your list? I do it's have a Brad it on my Pitt list. Sci-fi movie, also with Tommy Lee Jones, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's that's the only reason it's on my list. Yep, me too. <laughs> so I'll think, take both of them. Having glanced at the log line, which I don't quite remember now, I think it has. It's kind of like a oh, what was uh the uh 
not the not Inception, the other time, uh, the space Interstellar. Time. Interstellar, where there's going to be like uh, issues of relativity and time, time dilation and things like that going on. Right. That's all I know about it. But let's let's see what we get. <laughs> all right. I'm I'm just doing a quick bit of research on one. Yeah, just you you have to double check that you really okay. want the live action Dora the Explorer movie that's coming out in August. Oh, is that live action? I wasn't sure about that. Yeah, it is. Um, sure but is. no, that's not the one I want. What I want is Ford v Ferrari. Oh, I, that was one of my very next ones in my uh, my Yeah, scrum. with Christian Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Christian Bale is is probably never going to be a bigger headline actor than he is this coming year <laughs> after yeah, Vice. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been coming off a best actor win just based on physical transformation, I think. Yeah. And so that's, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't get that title a lot, but Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Well, it's based on the true history when Ford wanted to compete with Ferrari in one of the European races. Oh, and they, they dumped all their money into trying to build a supercar that could beat Ferrari in one of these. Hmm. Well, people like cars. Yes. Should do okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, My next one, I'm debating between two animated films. Okay. I think I'm going to take, solely based on the title, Shaun the Sheep, Farmageddon. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. I I believe it's Farmageddon, a Shaun the Sheep movie. (laughs) Oh, right, right. But but Farmageddon is what I'm really going for right there. All right. Charm the Sheep, anyone is unfamiliar, a charming and delightful animated or claymation uh, or stop motion from the, the people who did Wallace and Gromit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is just a wonderful series. Like on Amazon Prime, I think there's five seasons of half hour episodes of Sean the Sheep that my kids have all watched. They're uh, like, there's no voices. It's <laughs> like, like there's no yeah. dialogue. In. And it is just impressive artistry and silent storytelling. Uh, what they are able to do over and over and over again with Sean the Sheep. I'm going to risk a video game movie, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> it's it's late enough in the picks to to give that a it shot. It's literally the bottom one of my list of like, maybe I'll pick these if we keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's the lowest one you've got. Yes, it was. But it was on I my guess. list. I guess I'll write list. it down. <laughs> All right. Should we do like uh, two more picks each? And, and we'll uh, call yeah, that's that's fair. Two more picks All each. Right. I'm gonna take uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. It is. I uh, will. I will match you one with that. Yeah. Are oh, you afraid your... of the dark? Okay. Yes, I was debating so... between. <laughs> that's a good one-two punch here at the end. Yeah. Okay. So I got. Are you afraid of the dark? You got scary stories. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. Are, Are You Afraid of the Dark was a Nickelodeon TV series, right? Yeah. And, and well, and Scary and Stories scary series was the book series in everyone's classroom with, with the creepy skull face. Yes, that is correct. And these uh, are both, I'm assuming, like... Uh, horror the, uh, anthology. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're both coming I out. Would in, so. oh, I would hope so. Otherwise, they're... they're. Yeah, if they aren't both, like a series of short story horror films, then they're doing it wrong. 
the scary stories to tell in the dark Guillermo del Toro is producing. So, Oh, dang it. I did not know <laughs> that or else I would have changed my pick. Yeah. All right. I'm really right. debating a couple films here for my last. I mean, it's your last one. Last, last, last pick. Do you want to know? Well, okay. I'm going to make my pick and then I'll tell you what was being debated after you make your last pick. After I make my pick. Okay. Okay, I'm going to take Knives Out, which is okay. the uh, the film that um, Ryan Johnson uh, has done. Like he, he he was signed on to be, develop a whole bunch of Star Wars films, but then he kind of said, "Before I do any of that, I want to make this um, mystery film that's going to star Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, and Michael Shannon, <laughs> and Jamie Lee Curtis." I think are the guys. Uh, and it's coming out uh, later in the year, but uh, I- I'm imagining this is one that the critics are going to like. So, okay. All right, you ready for my last pick? Yeah, hit me. Missing Link. Oh, that was the one I was debating with Sean the Sheep. Yeah i I don't know, but it looks like it's stop motion but, animated. Well, Hugh Jackman, like a- Zoe Saldana, Zach Galifianakis, Emma Thompson. That's a decent cast. Well, and it's like a studios, and they have never missed, as far as the critics are concerned. Yes, so so they're they're the studio that did uh, Kubo and the Two Strings and Coraline. Um, box Box Trolls, I think. Box Trolls, yeah. Was Box Trolls them? Uh huh. Okay, yeah. So, and especially lately, they've gotten really good attention. So, yeah, um, I, I, that, that, that we'll take really we'll take the missing link as my last one, and who knows, maybe that'll be the saving grace. I won't be surprised if that one outperforms Sean the Sheep and I chose incorrectly. Well, All we right. will find out in a few, uh, in less than a year. <laughs> you want to hear some of the ones I had uh, at the end that I was considering? Yeah. yeah. What were what were some things that you had at the end? Cats. <laughs> oh, where did I put that? There <laughs> it is. a Cats movie coming out. Starring. Starring. You... And Taylor and Swift, Ian I believe. McKellen. And Ian, Ian McKellen. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's a big cast. Yeah. OK, it was it was on my list. I almost picked Little Women with my last pick as well. That's but that's a, that's like right at the tail end Christmas, of the year. Coming out Christmas, it was it was not coming out Christmas Day. I would have picked it, I think, because it's um, oh, I can't yeah. remember the, the director, but she directed Lady Bird, which was one of the best reviewed films last year. Right. Um, and it's going to have Emma Watson is in it. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember all the cast, but it was um, a really good cast. Saoirse Ronan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't Saoirse Ronan one of them? Yes. Uh huh. So if <laughs> this was coming out even like two weeks earlier, I think I would have picked it with my last pick. But coming out on Christmas Day, it just felt like too little would be right. Would be there. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, I didn't pick this one because I'm not sure it's actually going to come out. But did you see that there's a He-Man Masters of the Universe film scheduled for? Uh, I saw. I saw it. Um broken off so i i did not include it on my list because of that i was talking with the guys over on the fandom podcast and uh i think nick said he thinks there's a contract issue where film rights and and uh and tv rights go back to or hasbro or mattel whichever one has it right now if mm-hmm. something doesn't come out this year and so he won't be surprised oh. if it does eke out at the very end of the year right um what, what uh, did you have any others that were uh, floating through your last picks? Uh, yes. Let me let me pull up some details on uh, one of them. I'm starting to think maybe I I'm going to regret this one. Um, 
There's a World War II film called Midway that I had considered, but I just haven't yeah. heard enough about it. Um, Annabelle horror film was on yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angry Birds 2. Yes. Oh, that was one I almost picked earlier. I think I kind of... Uh, Curse of La Llorona. Uh-huh. Oh, Margie Claus is one I almost picked. Did you see that one? It's, uh... Yes. Melissa uh, McCarthy. Oh, Melissa McCarthy as Mrs. Claus, who has to save Christmas when mm-hmm. Santa Claus is hurt, I think, is what it was. Yeah. All right. Now, I'm going to read you something, and I think we're both going to feel bad about this. Okay. 17 Bridges. I had that one on my list, but I could not remember what it was, so I didn't pick it. <laughs> it follows a disgraced NYPD detective played by Chadwick Boseman, Chadwick Boseman. who, oh, right now, after being yeah. thrust into a citywide manhunt for a cop killer, is given a shot at redemption, also starring J.K. Simmons. Oh, okay. We both, we both, right now, that was a big miss. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. Now, now, wait, just in case, it's also starring Taylor Kitsch, who has had a, a bad run. At the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but people still want him to do well because of Friday Night Lights. Yes, he, he's got all the good faith in the world and just can't get a movie to work. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so seeing Chadwick Boseman, disgraced NYPD detective, and somewhere in there is J.K. Simmons. All right, that should have been on our lists. We'll yeah. give that one to Todd too, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Todd should get all the ones that were on a list that we didn't pick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see anything else. Uh, like there's an animated film called Abominable, and I love a good Yeti story, but I didn't pick that one. There's another one yeah. called Dogs coming out. Um, Playmobil the movie. I sure didn't pick that one. Yeah, definitely didn't make the cut. Uh, the Beach Bum starring Zac Efron. I missed this one. Uh, it's not even on my list. Uh, boss uh, level. It's another time loop video uh, movie where they repeat the same day until they can beat. Beat oh, someone. I didn't. I did not hear about that one. Uh, fighting with my family. I think had The Rock as like fifth billing. That's not right. So I. I mean, uh, maybe he's just got a, uh, a a cameo in it. I don't know. In in terms of horror movies, there's The Grudge, which is I think another remake of The Ring. I think. I thought The Grudge was a different monster. Uh, I think it's the ring monster because I, I think don't the know. Japanese one was called the ring. I don't know. Child's Play, another Chucky the mm-hmm. one's coming out, but I didn't pick either of those. Minecraft movie is supposed to come out, but I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that one was was confirmed. Well, uh, so there's a good preview of what's going to be coming <laughs> our way in 2019, listeners. Uh, we will keep you posted. We're going to be more regular with our quick cast. We know we got a little bit out of the habit uh, with the transition and the end of the year, uh, but we're, we're going to have one coming out in January soon, and we'll make sure we, we get those out regularly to keep you updated on what is doing well for us and our picks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and also what's not doing well for us. We'll, we'll make sure to note those two. I think that's going to wrap up this episode, though. Thank you for joining us. For show notes and links to all the other great Dueling Genre shows, you can go to DuelingGenre.com. Also, please subscribe to the Protagonist Podcast in your podcast app of choice. And please leave us a review. That really helps us out. We would like to thank Nick English, who designed our logo, and Scott Tofty, who composed our theme music. You can just suggest stories or characters for us to discuss or give any comments or corrections by emailing feedback at protagonistpodcast.com. We're also on Twitter. You can follow at protagonistpod, at jadorowski, and our producer, Andrew, is at his minute. And our Facebook fan page is facebook.com slash protagonistpodcast. 
We have really good conversations there with our listeners and would love for you to say hello anytime. If you would like to support the show financially, you can buy a topic for us to discuss or show your appreciation with a monetary donation by going to patreon.com slash protagonist. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back next week to discuss another great character in a great story. So long. Probably not 10 more films to pick for each of us. I'm back. <laughs> that was extremely interesting to listen to. Uh, there was an incident on my end, but um, everything's good. All fine here. How are you? You know, you know what's funny, Joseph? Your mic sounds a lot better now. Oh, no, I hope it wasn't bad audio for the... Oh, it's coming through a lot louder. Oh, no, I hope something wasn't loose in the back.